0: Carlino Hamlet, the right person in the right. You shining light yeah, you life.
1: You So I'm off with of the equalizer. This is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Art stuff. Shining light.
0: It's up to Kira McGeady, the cop of the shit. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline A podcast. Um, we have a different show for you this week. We're going to look back at um, a historic day for Armagh football when the Under-21 team won the first ever um, Under-21 All-Ireland for the county and um, the second ever Ulster title came before that. And, um, we're delighted to be joined by Ronan Austin who was part of that team and got a crucial goal in the All-Ireland final against Mayo. And Potty Savage is with us here as well and We'll reflect on that great team, um, quality on the twenty-one team, and we'll talk. Talk, Ronan will talk us through, um, the season and how how they got to be All Ireland champions. Um, so Ronan, thanks very much for joining us, and thanks thanks for taking your time out. Um, I suppose just to start, is it a good? Uh, you obviously the Clan de captain last season, and I assume you're staying on for another year to get a go at it. Um, is it a good year? You've ended up intermediate champions.
1: Yeah, it was it was a strange year. It was stop start and stuff, but the the outcome's what we wanted. Yeah, we wanted to win the intermediate championship. We we have been trying to do it for I think eight or nine years and we kept falling short or just or just not playing as well as we could have. But thankfully this year uh we, we all turned up and, and won it. It was a great, great win now.
0: And hopefully, like we say, every week on the podcast we'll be back into competitive action sometime sooner rather than later. Um but Ronan, yeah, you, you joined us to talk about this under twenty one team. Um you's you beat Tyrone in the Ulster semi final. Um and Tyrone had a had a strong team at that stage. They were on for five in a row Ulster titles and, and you stopped that after extra time.
1: Yeah, that was a great game down in down in Dungannon. Uh, Tyrone seniors had just won the All Ireland in two thousand and three and Sean Kevna was was becoming a, a household name. So he would have been the biggest threat, but Peter Rafferty, he was a cute enough manager. He put uh, a fella called Shane O'Neill, he's better known as Waven from Drummond T on them. He never gave him a kick of it. That, that game went into extra time and uh, Sean Cadnaugh was anonymous throughout like, uh, it. Wavin had a brilliant game, fair play to Peter for recognising that. We know now, looking back, what a great Armagh team that was. Was beaten that
0: throne team that had obviously been there before done that. Um, was that, did that give you an incentive to push on and not only win Ulster, but push on and win the Ireland
1: then? Well, well, beating Throne, as you said, they were going for five in a row. And uh, beating them definitely gave us a big lift. We're, we're still we're going in the Ulster final to play a, a very, very strongly fancy Derry team. I think Derry were favourites to win the Ulster, regardless of if, if they were playing Throne or not at that time. So, so beating Throne sort of let people know our is worth talking about too. You know, we're here, we're going to fight for it too. And that Derry game
0: then, Ronan, um, you had a good game yourself. You got two goals in the first half and um, that sort
1: of won you as won the game. It was nearly over at half time. Yeah, the game was over at half time uh, I remember I, I remember vaguely, I don't want to quote anybody, but Martin McHugh had wrote in the Irish News that that Armad maybe the power phrase to see if they're not turning up. You know, this Derry team were going to be too strong, they're, they're too physical, they're too good. and. I think he actually said at the end of it. I hope it's a nice day for the Armagh fans to enjoy the weather more than the football. Now, we we didn't really use that as a you know to give us a boost or nothing. We're in the Ulster final, we're there to win it. But we knew what we're capable of, knew the players we had, and uh, the results sort of showed how how that went. that <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got two goals the first half. I, I think I got, I got two four the first half. I never scored the second half, but with the game over at half time, uh, after that Derry were dead and we just seen the game out and on to win the Ulster.
0: And Party at that stage, obviously, um young club Montier McKeever, he was the captain. Um it must have been a proud moment, obviously, for Armagh, but for Cullihan as well, seeing uh um, McKeever been up to lift the cup. Oh definitely. Look, like,
2: you know, look, has been involved in an awful lot of things like that over the years. Um that you know, international rules will go on to talk about the alert final. And then Malachy uh as well was a was a massive part of that team. So yeah, definitely. You know, look. F- funny enough, up the, to to that stage, um, we wouldn't have had you know certainly in, in in the likes of '77 and 2002. You know, we didn't really have from, from our club. We didn't really have players on the team uh, with somebody back in uh, back in '53. But so yeah, look. You know, we um, yeah, it was great uh, for us. You know, our, uh, football was at uh, uh, you know, on, the, on the crest on the crest. Of wave at that stage. It, it was great to see them uh, young players coming through and. Um, representing
0: the county. And Roman, you went on to play Cork then um, in the All-Ireland semi-final. Obviously, there was no quarter finals; one was knockout. Um, was there a sense after winning Ulster and winning it so convincingly that you could go on and win the All-Ireland or how did you react going into that All-Ireland
1: semi-final? Well, we won the Ulster in March. The Cork game wasn't until September. There was a six-month break between the Ulster final and the All-Ireland semi-final. So, the management team just sort of let us go to our clubs. You know, we didn't we didn't even meet up in them six months. Uh, we just went with our clubs, did what we had to do, and then when the club season was over, we got together and, and trained for the semi So, in a way, it was like two different seasons, two completely two different competitions. Obviously, you know, we had the Ulster one in March, and then we, as we were playing for our clubs now, we weren't really thinking about all our own semi-finals and stuff until we met up together again as a group uh, at the early at the late August, early September. And the Cork team was, was down in Galway. So Cork was our only focus. It wasn't the All-Ireland. It was just Cork. They had beat Kerry in the Munster final. Uh, Peter had went to it. Uh, Peter and the management team had went to it and said Cork were a serious, serious outfit. You know, bigger than Throne, bigger than Derry, stronger, great footballers, and would need to be at our very best to beat them. and, and the were. I would say the Cork game out of all our games was the most complete performance we we'll put in as a team uh, that day. Uh, I, I done a wee bit of Google search in the day. I couldn't remember the score offhand, but it was it was one nineteen to two twenty. Such a game of football. I would love to have it in video. I don't. Uh, such a game of football. Uh, two great teams just going out. No sweepers. No nothing. Just man on man. Best team on And on that day, we were the best team, without a doubt.
0: And was it difficult maybe meeting the likes of Cork? That obviously you had never met before. You wouldn't have played. Maybe you had played thrown at minor or. You know, the same with Derry or maybe um, at underage, um, underage competitions. But with Cork, like, you never would have met them. You didn't know anything about them, really. But as you say, Peter Ovidy and his management team went towards them.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the only thing we knew about Cork was the big carry And we knew, we knew some carry players, household names at the time we were playing, uh, Darno O'Sullivan stuff. But uh, no, Peter had went, he had studied them, he had looked at their strength, looked at their weaknesses, but... But we knew if we just played our strengths that it wouldn't matter if we were playing the picket in Cork. Uh, on our day, we, we were capable of beating any of them.
2: I know, I was just wondering, Ronan, you see that, obviously you mentioned that six months. Um, and, uh, you know, anyway, from, from 2004, the thing you'd always remember from an Armagh perspective, as well as on the 21s win, is that, that shot game against uh, Um And uh, just, you know, there's probably... To be honest, I've always thought that was, the, that, was, the, that, was that was the year I really um, should have got the second in Ireland. But you see, you see, in hindsight now, from, from the under-21 perspective, obviously mm-hmm. was it in some ways involved in the senior panel. Mm-hmm. Do you think it helped you at all that, you know, rather than maybe getting the semi-final or Armagh in the previous two finals, that having those extra few weeks um, you know, for boys to sort of regain focus and, uh, you know, start thinking about the under-21s that was maybe a wee bit of a, of a help for you looking back?
1: Could, it was surely. Andy Malin would have, been the, would, would have been the main man who would have been starting for Armagh back then. He played in the 3 final. Uh, Andy Malin, uh, Kieran McKeever might have been playing an 4 again for Armagh. But uh, no, definitely, the, I know Armagh was paid and it was unfortunate for the seniors and all, but the extra couple of weeks and stuff did give the under-21 lads Because there was five or six on the senior panel then. So there was, I tried to think of who they were today, but there was Aaron and Stephen were on it. Uh, Paul Duffy might have been on it. Maliki Mackin, you know. So definitely that sort of, I'm not saying Fermanagh was a, was, a, was a good thing for the under-21s. I'm sure if they went on, they still would have had contributed just as well. But no, it did give us a couple of weeks to get back, to get a wee break, to see at the club championships and get back in the under-21s, definitely, yeah. And did that help you, is
0: the, the fact that you had these boys that had been experienced playing senior, like as you said, Andy Mullen had already experienced the senior all-Ireland. Um, Alexa, Kieran McIver and Aaron Ciaran were up playing senior. Like nowadays, um, you have to choose whether you want to play senior or you want to play under 20s as it is now. Was that a help that these boys were coming down and had already played at senior level?
1: Uh, definitely. Uh, I remember, I know we're talking about the court game on the gap, but I remember coming into the final, we had a we had a team meeting one night and Andy Mullen was asked to talk to the group. He had played in the 03 final against Throne. So he was asked to give us a talk just about his experience, about the final day, about... About the crowd, about about media, about family, about tickets—just just generally about everything—and I know it helped a good few of the players, but it definitely helped me. You know, we're living in Lurgan, and a big Lurgan contingent on the under twenty one panel. Uh, leaning on Andy's shoulder for a wee bit of help in the face, that definitely helped. So yeah, yeah, that was a great thing. Their experience coming down from senior level definitely was a good thing. Yeah.
0: And Ronan, um you has got off to a great start in the final then um, against uh, against Mayo. Um, Stephen Kiernan got an early poundy. I think it might have been the first score of the game um, Stephen Kiernan got a, got a poundy and scored it and then you got a goal yourself and we're going to take a look at that goal here we have it up on the screen um, you're obviously in full forward um, most people probably know you as a midfielder but you were in full forward in this team um, Stephen Kiernan launches a long ball in you catch it and put it in the net um, was that a tactic is what he used or was it a plan for this game?
1: I don't think Stephen Kiernan ever launched too many balls. He knew exactly what he was doing with a football and he had one in his hands, so I'll give him that. Uh, the full forward line at the time was myself, Mickey McNamee and Brian Mullen. And Brian Mullen played out around the middle uh, when I'm breaking ball and setting up attacks and stuff. So me and Mickey in there at a time with no sweepers and stuff. It, 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 not saying it was a tactic, it was just a smart thing to do. Uh, we'd won a free kick there, he took it quick, he seen how was available and he put it in and uh, as you, as you can see, the goal there I was uh, I was criticised for maybe having a few more steps than is legally legally allowed, but my argument was I was being filed for for thirteen out of the seventeen of them. So yeah, uh, no, uh, no, it was it was a good ball in. It was a it was a percentage ball in. There was a big man in the edge of the square, and if I didn't catch it clean, uh, Mickey was like a wee like a wee crab. He he was going to scoop it up one way or another. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember that goal well now. It, it was a good goal. It was a good ball and. It set us up well. I think that put us 2-4 to not 1 or not 2 or something up. It was, uh, it was looking like it was going to be like the Derry game all over again. Just blow them away.
0: Yeah, that, that goal, it was 2-3 to 2 points then after that goal. Mm-hmm. um, So it was it was 7 points between you. Uh, but obviously Mayo, they did come back into the game. It, it, it proved not to be like the Derry game. They did come back into it and make it tighter. Was that maybe... Did you, as a team feel that after that second goal, that this was going to be a cakewalk and it was nearly, it was going to be the same as the day game over at half time. Yeah, uh, it's,
1: it's it's hard to say that you feel like that on a on a football pitch. You know, no matter how early you go up. Uh, even again, day we just kept chipping away at the scores. But Mayo were serious out for two. You know, they had, they had county players that went on to represent that senior level for years and years. Andy Moran was playing. He got player of the year two or three years ago in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we went 2-3 to not 2-up. I think we took our chances and Mayo didn't. Uh, that was the difference. It wasn't that we were blowing them away. It's just that we, we were taking our chances. We had a penalty. Uh, Stephen topped over a 50 as well. And uh, By that time, I had scored a goal in a point. Actually, my point was probably a better goal chance than my goal was. <laughs> uh, Stephen had played a long ball in and it was, I don't need a keeper to beat, but... Uh, it was early in the game. I wanted on the ball early. I wanted to score on the board and, and do the right thing early on and work myself into the game. But I've I watched that video a couple of times and I just sort of shared it myself into myself that I, that I didn't score. My, second, my goal should have been a point and my point should have been a goal. Look <laughs> at it that way. But no, uh, Mayo were Mayo were a very 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 good team and if we hadn't got that start, we wouldn't have been All Ireland champions uh, without a doubt. If we hadn't got that goal on Stephen's Poundy Mayo would have won the All Ireland that
0: and Potty obviously said about the the good Kulihana, um men on the team, but obviously as an Armagh man, it must have been very exciting seeing an Armagh team reaching a Ireland final at under twenty one level. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, like
2: you know, in Armagh, we haven't won too many of those uh, of those competitions. Like you know, at that stage, we what we won one senior and one minor. Um, and I would never won the under twenty one. You didn't. You again. You know. You're sort of spoiled. You know. I was. Um, I was sort of late. Um, late teens, early twenties. Around those sort of glory years, like in the. You'd really know, like that have been. You know, three, three alert, three alarm finals. Armour in three years in a row. Um. Or oh two. You know, two seniors and a. Um, two seniors and under twenty one. Um. And I suppose just that. You see that final. I mean, I suppose the, the one thing I was um wondering, Ronan, when you were saying about the. The great start that he's made. I know Mayo. Mayo did lost the final the um you know, six years previous on the Sunday. Was that someone you should focus on going look that you know, they're um you know, if you can get a good start here that'll maybe put them under put them under pressure that you know they'll have had you know, a lot of the players maybe some involved in the senior panel or the whole focus was away from them until relatively recently.
1: Yeah. It's not something we would have talked about in, in team meetings or in huddles or or anything that got a training. We like we were Peter. Peter was Peter was good like that. We concentrated on ourselves, on our own strengths. Uh, Mayo were beating in all Ireland final that year. Yes, they had a couple of players involved. Uh, yeah, but, but we we just we just believed in ourselves. We just believed that if we turned up on the day, that you know we we could we could go like that for sixty or seventy minutes. You know, it either could have been a, a blitz, or it wasn't. You know, Mayo Mayo come back strong, but. But No, we, we focused on ourselves. We, we didn't really concern ourselves too much with, with Mayo's woes or their, their hoodie on their back or their all around final uh, history, you know, it was just it was just about ourselves and what we were gonna do. Okay, Ronaldo looked there. I think eight,
2: eight steps. I think you took eight steps.
1: Um okay. legal okay. steps on well, four illegal it ones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think was, no no
2: no, just no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't nearly as bad as you were making it out.
1: I think it was eight steps. That's how quick I actually moved them, they were hard to count. Well, <laughs> <on.
2: laughs> uh, tell you what, I just watched the goal again there, and, and Sean, you're going to be in trouble now. I'm not sure you'll get here uh, McKeever back on the podcast because I, I see you managed to show the uh, you managed know, to show the clip of the goal, but didn't didn't show his long burst and run out of defence where he uh, <laughs> he comes, he takes the ball out of the corner, he then just throws the throws a. There was a free off a, um, off a fella that's trying to tackle him. There's probably no free at all. And then Stephen Kiernan, uh takes the free and Ronan catches it. But um, I suppose the other thing that really struck me, Sean, was look, if you look at some of the highlights back of the those long raking balls the likes of John McEntee used to play to um, Steve McDonald and Ronan Clark, you know, you, you really, you got to, it, you know, it was just the exact same playbook, you know, there for, uh, for that goal, of, you know, different players on a different team.
0: And that's maybe, that's maybe just the way the game was played, Ronan. and that if, if you had them on on the edges where you pumped the ball in on top of them.
1: Yeah, that there was the, the whole tactic of the diagonal ball at that time. Uh, a ball out the right, right, right wing went to the left corner, out right, the left wing went to the right corner. So you knew where to make your run, you knew where the ball was going. And it didn't have to be an overly accurate pass, it just had to be in your favour. And uh, I think Joe Kiernan, uh in 2002 with, with, with Armagh sort of maximised that ball in the the, the Clark and the uh, Stevie McDonnell and Morrison name boys. So it was a it was a no brainer. There's a there's a ball an easy ball in that is in favour of the forward that works and if you if you, if you, if you do it right and do it early enough, you know you've a good chance of getting a score off it.
0: And you have spoke about him there a couple of times, Ronan um, Peter Raverty, He was obviously the manager. Um, how big was he for you?
1: Um, how important was he in getting you over the line? Well, per- personally, for me, there's, there was nobody like Peter back then. You know, uh, actually going into that season, I never played in Throne, so I didn't. I had done my hamstring at, at senior training, am senior training. So, uh, Peter, Peter was great with me personally. There, you know, in the lead up to it, before the before the Ulster final, uh, we had a had an in house game in Derry uh AVB, and I was on the B team. You know, as in full forward. And, if 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 Andy Wan's going to be watching this or listening to it, they won't mind me saying, but I completely roasted him <laughs> in the first half. And uh, Peter called me into the audience room at half time at the a team and says, "I'm going to put you out here for the second half, see how you get on." And I, I, I done well. And next thing, in the Ulster final, I was starting. So I, I, have Peter, to thank for that. Uh, even even still to this day, you know, I would never go and play the greens or never have the greens in in Lurgan without making sure I I get a chat with Peter. Uh, he, he was. He was a great man manager. He was a great tactician. He, as I say, he knew to put Shane O'Neill. You know, sort of on Sean Kevna, hammer the hammer, sort to speak. You know, don't worry about what's going on around you. You're on Sean Kevna. He knew. He knew that Shane uh, Wavin was probably the only player in on our team, disciplined enough and able enough to do that. You know, so Peter was could recognise that and say that he was. Uh, okay, no, he was. He was a great man manager. He was a great tactician. He was a great manager, and I have nothing but respect for him. As a matter of fact, it's worth saying that one of the first after Clowns won the intermediate championship there. One of the first people that texted me was Peter, uh, congratulating me, and that's just that's just testament that that him himself on the on the relationship we've kept over this last 16, 17 years. You know.
0: I suppose that is nice to see that um, that team has sort of stuck together and still have that good relationship. And, Paddy, we're going to take a look at that team. And anybody that knows it um, knows what a quality team it was and plenty of recognisable names there. Um, I think, you know, if you were going through it, 90% of the lads have had been on to represent Armagh at some stage and a lot of household names at, at club level there as well. Like, this, this is an unbelievable under-21 team, isn't
2: it? I definitely. Like, I mean, the one thing, that, uh, a bit of a look at the game there and... The defending from Armagh was absolutely outstanding, um, you know, just particularly in that first half. So actually, it was very wet. It seemed to be, it was bad enough out there. It, was, it seemed slippy enough conditions. It was uh, There was a lot of sort of handling going astray on that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it wasn't so much wet or windy or nothing, but uh, the, the pitch was like a bog, you know, it was very heavy. It cut up very bad. Uh, yeah, it was it was Brackney Park. It was. like a, it, was, it was very soft and very heavy. Uh, it didn't stop me moving so quick, to rattle the rattle net. But, it, you know, uh, might, uh, if it was a dry day, I might only needed four steps. But anyway, no, you were saying about the defending, you were watching it. Yeah. Uh, I think now, if I remember, I think in the first half, Ironhaw defence made 17 blocks yeah. in, in, in the first half alone. Uh, and see that goal you said about Kieran McKeever running out of defence first, a long burst and run. That, the lead up to that goal was like a game of rugby. There must have been four or yeah. five blocks and tackles and blocks and tackles and blocks and tackles before it got to Stephen to kick it in, you know. So the the defence, definitely uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of admiration and, and a lot of credit to the defence. Yeah, uh, still... Paul Duff came in there and played. Instead, our boy McDonald got injured early on and Paul Duff, uh, another household name in the club take County, came in the, the left half back early in the first half. I think you loves that,
2: yeah, if you look there, then, of that, you say when Paul Duffy comes in, you've got a back line there, five of the six, Finian Moriarty, Andy Malin, Aaron Cairn and Cairn and Paul Duffy. Like, if you add up the amount of Armagh senior appearances they must have had over the next 10, 15 years, it'd be colossal, like, from to having any other 21 uh, team. But, like, that was just, just interesting. You, you mentioned that, Rowan. was just watching it back. It is so obvious, just the amount of blocking. Like, you would never see it in a game now. It's probably because... Obviously, teams are trained uh, more. You know, not to be t- try and not take the balls into tackles. Don't kick them. Don't kick unless it's definitely on. But like, it was so so noticeable. Um, you had a block, and you do. Actually, funny enough, the Mayo goal that they got towards the end, um, it actually came. You, that ball was the shot was blocked as well. And it was yeah. the goalkeeper, and it was just a sort of a melee, and it get kicked into the back of the net. But like, the Armada defense had to be really good because that was you scored that goal. Ronan, um, I was looking at the time. We scored after about twenty-two minutes, um, and that was Armagh up on the two-three, ticking over um, uh, full time. Full, well, sorry, not full time, but at the end of normal time, uh, t- ticking into sort of sixty-one minutes. Armagh only scored two-six, so in that whole time, you know, those, you know, Armagh only got another three points. So to try to keep Mayo out, obviously the Fenton had to be heroic-like, and you can really—it's a real exhibition of the Fenton. Um, from our man when you watch the game back, and as I say, Sean, you know you, you picked up, you know, particularly in terms of those you know those five lads that were in the defence for for most of the game, the careers they went on to have um, were just you know exceptional, you know, by any standards.
0: I think it's it's worth noting on that. I think Paddy, there was an instance um, in the first half that Mayo were on the attack, and I think they went to kick a long ball in, and I think it was Gareth Swift got a block. And the Mayo man got the rebound. I'm to kick it again. And Brian Mullen got the block. So like they were two recognised, um, recognised forwards coming back. Was that was that what the team was about, Ronan? That you know this it was a team effort. Like everybody, obviously not playing blanket defences or sweepers, or anything like that. But everybody had to do their own work.
1: Yeah, well, you, you just had to weigh in where you could. I didn't, you know, as full forward with Mickey Mack, but as I said earlier, Brian Mallon was brought out around the middle for that purpose. You know, he was a, he was an absolute workhorse. He got the nickname later on as the Bull, you know. He just he just ran through and ran out everything he seen to, to get the ball. Uh, Nippy Swift, he was midfield, uh, him and Maliki Mackin, You know, you had two probably uh, scoring midfielders playing, but they weren't shy of doing the work in, in, in the back lane either. You know, but the, the, whole back, the whole back lane unit, you know, I'm sure Stephen Kiernan made a job, but Gregory Locker and Peter Toll, were all just doing what they had to do to, to, to get the ball and get it forward and get a score on the board as quick as they can. It's interesting you say about the scoring there, I never really thought about that. We only scored like like three or four points for about 40 minutes of the game. I never I never really realised that. All I know is uh, the second half, Mayo put us under serious, serious pressure. Like I, I got tucked off with about 10 minutes to go and... I was going off shivering, you know. It was cold. I don't think the ball was down that far for for, for most mm-hmm. of the second half, but that that shows you how well our, our defence worked and and tight how tidy unit and you know uh like Mayo were a good team and the as I said earlier the early start won us the All Ireland that definitely did yeah.
2: Well, I was I was actually wondering about that. Rolling when I was just watching the game back there, what's that like? Um, you know when because like Armagh looked and you were always sort of four or five points up. And then just having to watch on, like you're, you know, you've been taking, you've done all you can do, and then just watching them scoring that goal and coming back. And to be honest, there a couple of good chances to go ahead, and I nearly could have. I assume that must be just some of the most excruciating few minutes here, uh, you know, of your life.
1: Yeah, uh, Malaki got injured too. He was took off. Aaron Kieran was took off. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's hard. It's, it's uh, uh, I haven't been in too many finals to realise that the game's sort of slipping away from you. Uh, I've been in loads of matches <laughs> where I've realised the game has been slipping away and you're all, I need to get this ball, and I need to create something, even if I have to pull down a free, I need to go down and injured I need to do something to get us on the front foot again. But uh, looking back on that game, it's it's hard to say. I, I don't ever think we were going to be beat. Uh, it didn't feel like we were going to be beat. Mayo were, Mayo were attacking a lot but weren't really getting anything from it. They scored 1-9. They yeah. Scored no, it's it's, uh, it's it's difficult to pinpoint, but I talked earlier about Gene O'Neill and Peter Rafferty recognizing his ability to man-mark Sean Kevna. He was brought on from Alki macken and scored a winning point. Uh, Johnny Murder, Cross McLean, another another sort of recognized name, a he uh, got a few runs at senior level, was brought on, Brian Mall and stuff, you know. So, uh, although Mayo were on top a lot, I never felt like we were losing the game, uh, even now. Back then, I might have said, Jesus, we were lucky, but... No, looking at that team, it, 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 it's hard to imagine ever felt like we're going to lose.
0: And at that time, Paddy, um, we'll get it up on screen here. It was really a golden age for Armagh football. Um, if you if you look back at it, that's um, from 1998, the under 21s won the Ulster Championship in 1998, all the way to the minors the winning the land in 2009. Like, that's, you know, was that 11 years? And I think I counted the only time Armagh didn't win something either, um, the All-Ireland or Ulster was in 2001 or 2003, and obviously got, the seniors got to the All-Ireland final. So, like, that must have been a, a brilliant time to be an Armagh fan.
2: Yeah, I could say it was class. It was absolutely class. And as I say, I was sort of, I, I was too young to really appreciate it. You know, the sort of the, the people that would have been older that would have been going to Armagh games, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s and the... Sort of early early nineties and realised, you know, look, it's, it's not it's not like this for me an Armagh Sport and I was only I was sort of seventeen in two thousand and two. But the, that was my whole sort of teenage years and then into my twenties was just constantly going to um Armagh games in the Kyrada clonus, scorer you know, there's there, was, there was a good few replays as well, All Star Finals, um just all all them great games and then we had a great run that um that, that minor championship in, in two thousand nine that was a that was such a good team and you know if you put if you were to put up that 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 team as well Sean you'd see how you know, how much that is done for us in terms of producing players over the last uh, ten years or so but yeah look at it, that, that was brilliant um, it, it was absolutely brilliant those days like the memories that you have um, were just fantastic even when that national league in two thousand five gained something Armagh had never done before and as I say, probably you didn't appreciate it. And the one thing that, that, to be honest, always stands out to me, Sean, is that Ulster Championship in 2008. And, you know, maybe RMA had had a couple of retirements. And you know, for that team to win an Ulster Championship was a really, really good achievement. But just because we were all still in the, the almost like the bubble of the you know, of, of the previous 10 years, um, that only got beat by Wexford, it was seen as a, as a massive, massive you know disappointment. But, yeah, look, brilliant days. And such, you know, the... the, the that, you know the, the players that that produced that and that um, you know gave us um, all that enjoyment uh, over that over that decade. You know we can never be you know, thankful enough to them, like because it was you know it was just it was brilliant, and you know you're hoping that that someday you get it back again. But just when you when you list all of that, um, you know it, it's hard to believe it'll ever be as good again. You know for um, uh, for for uh, for Arma, but hopefully.
0: And Ronan, being a young fella, obviously you're in that 2004 under-21 winning team and um, making the step up into the senior team as well. Like, what was it like to be a player at that stage and you're seeing all this success? Like, the Armagh seniors won Ulster in 2004 and went on to win three in a row Ulsters. Like, what, what was it like coming into that panel and, and being playing for Armagh at that stage?
1: Well, uh, as I say, you're, you're riding the crest of a wave. You know, you, you I was called into the senior panel in oh, just after 03, 04. I was called in a couple of times in and out for, for for different reasons and on injuries and different things like that. But I'll never forget my first night going to senior training. I walked into the senior room. You had all these sort of heroes in, in, in the room with you, and then with Kieran McGinley and Paul McGrean and on, on all these boys. And then you go out onto the field, and you have to get into into sort of threes to check the ball about, and you're standing beside uh, John McIntyre and Francis Belly at, at 19 or 20 years of age, you feel like a dwarf, you know. But you you do be starstruck. Uh, you do. You have to you have to try and enjoy it while you were there. Uh, you had to try and make the most of it. But as a young fella, you thought it, w- it was never going to end. Do you know what I mean? You thought the Armas seniors are winning Ulsters stars. Uh, Regular, they're they won the one. they all arm, they were beat no three. Uh, they should have won it no five. Uh, you just think it's never going to end. It's just a matter of time to, do you win it or do you make your break and stuff. Now for for other players like like Arne and, and Stephen and and Kieran and them boys, you know they did go on and have great intercounty careers. Uh I didn't. I, I was in uh, loads of times, but like a few other players. But it will bore saying that one of the biggest disappointments for me is it's not necessarily that I never had a that has had a senior intercounty career. It's, there's one player in that team and uh I don't think I've ever played West or played against a better player as Pater uh from the Harps. It's 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 more disappointing for me that he didn't become a household name in Ireland. Uh never mind i nah. So such so, such a serious, serious footballer. Uh it, it, it's no sake of my admiration of, of Stephen Campbell from my own club, you know, uh his ability and his talent and his charisma and craft now. And but I would still say uh Pater Toll was was the uh, what 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 out edge just about with was the building and just pure class such a football that's a, that's a disappointment for me as a as a team as a as a group from O four uh, that that patter didn't go on ahead don't know the reasons why there there are patterns reasons but that was a big disappointment there
0: yeah definitely it, it was it was some team room and some household names and um, we're just running out of time here so we'll finish it up Um thanks very much for joining us fellas that was a good chat and looking back on a historic year for Armagh on a historic occasion, um, winning their first ever Under-21 Championship. Thanks very much, Paddy, again, for coming on and chatting to us about it. And thanks very much, Ronan, um, for coming on and giving us your side of how Armagh won Not All-Ireland. Thanks very much, lads. And we'll see everybody next week again. We'll be back with another podcast. One by Armagh, Carline O'Hanna, the right person in the right seat.
1: Armagh for so the equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. The light, you up life. it's
0: life up
2: to Kira McGeeney, the cup, it's all over.